1: Number one for the one and only Couple with brick, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DDNVR.
2: Welcome. Welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this wonderful Wednesday. I'm your host Zach Stevens, joined by my man Andrew Mason, coming off a of Broncos press conference yesterday where we learned a lot about the Broncos, new coordinators, and their entire coaching staff. And I want to talk all about it. And first, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, because time and time again, the one thing that will protect you against economic downturn and have stability in your life is having an education, because that will allow you to get jobs and keep jobs. And you can go build your toolbox over at MSU Denver Online. And at MSU Denver Online, you don't have to choose whether to earn a degree and take classes or continue your job, you can do both. And that is so important in today's world. And over at MSU Denver, they let you do that. So check out the hundreds of classes they have and the tons of programs they have over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, how is it going, my friend? I'm trying to stay
0: warm. I got the vest <laughs> Yes. Although I made the mistake of, uh, uh, for, for an appointment this morning, I made the mistake of saying, okay, I think I'm good getting from my car to inside with just this, it was enough time for me like, damn, I am freezing. You're you're a hundred percent right. What is it? I my car my car thermometer said it was single digits when I was driving over. Oh here.
2: yeah. Oh absolutely. I mean when I woke up it was negative two. Yeah. Uh when I was coming over, I believe my car was in the, the single digits as well. Yeah. Mace, this was that yesterday and today and I think tomorrow as well Have been so incredibly cold it's opened my eyes to just how (laughs) cold it can be because i typically do the exact same thing as you i typically don't even wear a vest just wear a shirt and i'm like you know what i'm gonna be cold walking to my car i'm gonna be cold when i get in my car but then i'll be fine i i don't need a coat like you said that was a mistake. It was so much of a mistake yesterday that Mace. when I drove to the Broncos uh, mm. to uh, just do, to do the press conference yesterday, it took me 30 minutes in the car. One, my car didn't start, so I had to jump it. Oh, it no. the, the cold killed my battery, so I had to replace that this morning. And two, it killed my laptop battery what? in terms of it was fully charged when I left, closed it, didn't use it. When I open it, always, it's full battery still. I got to Broncos fully closed. So I had to do everything on my phone or, or it was fully dead. I had to do everything on my phone because the cold killed my car battery and my laptop battery.
0: Dude, <laughs> there, there are electrical outlets in that area. You should have told me I could have let you borrow my charger.
2: Oh well, I I, I had I, a
0: charger that works for that laptop. So you,
2: oh oh, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, that's you true. You gotta
0: let me know these things, Zach, <laughs> because I could've I could've helped you out. I feel bad. The thing that I noticed, like, we came, I got there right before you did. Yep. And I didn't wait because I I I was like I I had it on a jacket. and I'm like I'm cold. I'm getting in. Yep. And you stepped so lively, <laughs> and I walked pretty briskly. You ran like, and I looked. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, who's right behind me? Mm-hmm. You you even though you were still parking your car when I was already kind of halfway up the sidewalk, you you were right there at the gate behind me. I was stunned. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, you got here to hurry.
2: I, it was so cold. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't take it any slower. Yeah. But yeah, you were hard to catch up to, Mace. And oh, uh, the Bronco- move,
0: move. <laughs> it, It's that, it's that uh, brisk walk I perfected many years at the, uh, the Combine. And by the mm, way, yes. I don't know if you've looked at Indianapolis next week. We're getting Combine weather next week.
2: Oh, no. So more of this is what you're saying.
0: Yes, just to kind of give you a preview here. Monday, or oh, we're getting combined weather early. It's going to get a little better. Okay. But remember, there's humidity, so you if you feel yeah, it. Yeah. Monday, high of 31, low of 9. Tuesday, high of 41, not bad, okay. low of 10, okay. but very windy. Oh, no. And then by Wednesday, it starts to get better on Wednesday, so it should be ending much better than it begins, but we're going to start... With some good old indie combine <laughs> weather. And you're gonna need that St. Elmo shrimp cocktail oh, yes. sauce to clear those sinuses. That
2: will certainly warm my nostrils up. And uh and just a reminder, we are going to be at the Combine. We're gonna be there uh next week. We're gonna be doing live pods at mm-hmm. least Tuesday and Wednesday. So make sure to stay tuned to that. We're talking to the Broncos Brass on Tuesday. And then of course we got quarterbacks talking Wednesday. It looks like the Combine figure their stuff out, so it looks like yep. players are going. Going to be there, we're not going to have a holdout, and Mace Ryan and I are going to be there giving you everything you need to know. And Mace, you and I were there yesterday mm-hmm. giving you everything that you needed to know from the Broncos press <coughs> conference, where we finally got to meet uh, the uh, Giro Evero, mm-hmm. we got to meet Justin Outon and we got to meet Dwayne Stokes, those are the Broncos defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator. What did we learn, Mace? What, what was your biggest takeaway?
0: Well, I mean, let's just do we want to kind of start at the kind of basic schematic? Sure, all right. Defense is going to be three four. Yep. Still, there there's going to be a fair amount of carryover. Ever look some of the stuff that they said about okay, we're going to adapt the players to the scheme. You hear that from every coach. You certainly and there, do. And I, I think,
2: remember Pat Shermer saying that, and then it didn't happen.
0: Right. I think we need to separate the stuff that we hear from every coach from the stuff mm. that is actually different. Ah, I like that. And not just coach speak. Or, or that that is that is specific. And so let's kind of focus on three four. Focus on how there's going to be a decent amount of carryover from what Vic Fangio ran. And it stands to reason Mm -hmm. Evero has worked for Vic Fangio. In Los Angeles, he worked for Brandon Staley, who installed the Vic Fangio defense (laughs) in 2020. And oh, by the way, when Staley took the Chargers job and Raheem Morris came in to run it, he was tasked with running the same defense. They didn't change up much last year. Mm -hmm. So for Evero... He's got he, he's got a handful of years working in this scheme. I think may, maybe you'll see some more elements and we're, let's we're gonna dig into how he wants to use pressure because he did say if you're not getting pressure with four, you move you, you send five. Mm-hmm. If you're not getting pressure with five, you get six. And that's where you could end up seeing some other wrinkles thrown in. If you have to get pressure with six, does that mean, for example, you rely more on your corners to do man coverage? Because, of course, Evero, in his background, is also time working under Wade Phillips in Los mm. Angeles as well. Not to mention, and I think it's it's there's less of emphasis here, but he came up originally uh, in the NFL in Tampa 2 Concepts under Monty Kiffin. Yep
2: yep and he's got man does he have a huge wealth of experience of guys that he's played or, or coached under a uh, pretty good resume and portfolio that he has including monte kiffin including brandon staley including vic fangio can
0: you think of many coaches who worked under i mean those are pro- Don the, those are yeah in the 21st century i think we can say kind of the three defensive gurus who are above the rest are phillips kiffin and fangio pretty good yeah and he's worked for all of them yep. you can maybe throw some other names in there as definitely well like... well definitely belichick, <laughs> definitely belichick. <laughs> yeah. McD- mcdermott though don't forget mcdermott is the other name you'd throw in there would be that you could i think would join them would be jim would be um jim johnson the late jim johnson and that's who mcdermott learned from Right. In Philadelphia,
2: Right, and so Mace, I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with the Vic Fangio defense staying around, hanging around, because Vic Fangio's defense wasn't the issue. Maybe Vic Fangio calling certain defensive plays at the end of the games was an issue, but you don't have Vic doing that anymore. His defense was pretty much the only good thing these past couple of years here, so I am 100% okay with that defense having a lot of carryover. It isn't going to be the same, and one of the things that's going to be different, you referenced it earlier, Pressure, Mm -hmm. and I like this a lot. Vic Wade, Wade Phillips, a guy that Evero has worked for, did bring pressure. Wade Phillips, or I'm sorry, Vic Fangio, not as much. Mm -hmm. Evero said you have to get pressure on the quarterback, and so if if you're bringing four and it's not getting to the quarterback you got to bring five. If you bring five and it's not getting pressure, you got to bring six. And I love that mindset, especially when you have a talented secondary like the Broncos do. You should be able to re- rely on Pat Sertan going one-on-one against the number one cornerback. You should be able to rely on Ronald Darby going one-on-one against the team's second best wide receiver. And then Justin Simmons back there. Yes, Caden Stearns, but you're not going to have uh, you know, a-, a wealth of experience at every single position in the secondary. So I love that. And I think it matters matches up with the Broncos, what they have pretty well.
0: Yeah. I mean, you think about pressure, and we had the discussion a couple of days ago about the hypothetical of picking Derek Stingley. And I know that there are a lot of people who may say if the Broncos do end up picking number nine, they don't trade it, oh, cornerback again. But if you are looking to generate pressure and send more than the opposing blocking scheme can handle. The way you do that and make sure you're covered on the back end is with those cornerbacks who have the ability to plaster. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yep. And and going three deep with those guys, that's the thing. Two is not enough. You need three. And so if you're thinking about that, does that make a Stingley an option so you can go – Sertan, Stingley, Darby, and know that you're in pretty good shape with those three guys asking them to basically do more do more man when you are trying to get a numbers advantage in the box and pass rush. Mm-hmm. And bring yep. and perhaps bring a safety. I mean Caden Stearns is an interesting weapon here who you could bring as that extra man. You'd have Justin Simmons kind of back there as the single safety. And this is not something you'd want to do often, but as, an, as something to bring an element of surprise into the equation. No one's saying that the Broncos should go single high safety on a regular basis to bring Caden Stearns more often. But if you feel like, okay, we have to do something to change it up and generate some pressure... It's a tool that you'd like to have in your drawer.
2: Yeah, it, it absolutely is, and I like that he's going to be open to that, uh, especially when the Broncos are going up against uh, a lot of great quarterbacks year in and year out. You have to get pressure on him because if you let Patrick Mahomes sit back there, he's going to eat you alive. Same with Justin Herbert. So I love that. My my biggest takeaway, uh, and one of my biggest takeaways, I should say, the defense is, is a big one, uh, is just how different the culture is already mm. one of the things that happened yesterday typically in a press conference you see Patrick Smythe leading the coaches out of a side door and they're all dressed in suits and it's very businesslike, and it's very professional and it's very much that you know we're in we're in the the presence of these coaches aren't we lucky to be there You know what happened yesterday the entire coaching staff was there they all started trickling in a couple minutes before we did and they were just coming in through the same doors that that we were they were filtering into the right side of the auditorium we were filtering in the center uh and then you saw the coordinators in polos walking down the center of the aisle they weren't coming in from a grand door wearing suits no they were just coming in through the center aisle not a big deal, but I thought, oh, okay, that's a little something different here. And, you know, the the co- coaches are clapping for the coordinators, having fun, laughing. And then something that we saw that I've never seen, and you've been to more press conferences than me, uh, so maybe you've seen this before. Not only did Nathaniel Hackett introduce the three coordinators, but then he went through every single coach. And what are we talking, 20 coaches there? Name mm-hmm. by name, pointed them out, said something good about them, said what they were going to bring to the team. I've never seen that before and that just shows that this collaborative uh, coaching staff that they're going to have that it's not just going to be Nathaniel Hackett at the top uh, and his word goes he's not going to listen to everyone else and that was what was preached throughout yesterday as well from every single coordinator all three guys that we talked to said you know the, I, I'm part of the offensive mm-hmm. team I, I want to get everyone's input week in and week out and I want to get Nathaniel Hackett and I want to make sure I'm talking to the assistant offensive line coach each and every week and, and I want to want to do this together this is not just me leading the way, and they even tied it in with the players. We want to get the players' input. Macy's couldn't be any more different than what we had last year. You know, we, we had the guys at top, Vic Fangio running the defense, not really taking input from anyone else. We had Pat Shermer. He's going to be three wide no matter what, not taking any input. At least the message yesterday and the vibe and the culture, it truly was different to me.
0: It was different. At the same time, while I thought it was cool that Nathaniel Hackett introduced his entire staff. Vic or uh, not Vic Vangio, Vance Joseph in twenty seventeen did that. Okay, too. okay. There were, and it wasn't a, and it wasn't the suit press conference. I remember that uh, you had Mike McCoy, and Brock oh, Olivo, and Joe Woods. They were all wearing polo shirts. Yeah,
2: I do remember Brock and the polo. The,
0: and actually, the difference between that day and this day was that day we were able to get the position coaches for some small group one-on-ones. Right. Right. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. And I say unfortunately because I would re- the one guy I really want to talk to is the instructional designer John mm-hmm. Vieira. <laughs> yeah. I am fascinated by this hire and what he can bring. He's consulted with the Packers the last couple of years, yep. but isn't he his background is as a teacher. Yep. And design and basically helping get better methods of relaying information i i i actually just kind of i want to pick john vieira's brain a little bit Mm -hmm. i i think he might be the most important hire on the staff but yeah but because that is going mm. to he's going to impact every coach this is the coach of the coaches Mm. this is the this is the one who's going to implement some different teaching methods to be more engaging for the players
2: I love that, Mace, because, yeah. and, and I love hearing that perspective because yeah. I think John Vieira could be the biggest, and this isn't against Vieria, but the biggest almost smokescreen of a coach where right now we point to and say, "Man, what, what a great idea, yeah. a, a, a great uh, thing that Nathaniel Hackett's doing," and in two years we look back and we say. What the heck did John Vieria do? If things don't work out,
0: if things don't work out, yeah. But I think also one of the reasons why you have this specific staff put together, which is very young, is younger minds, fresh ideas. Now you mm-hmm. have Dom Capers, who is there to be a sounding board, and I think Capers, the thing that he can do specifically, and because one thing we heard about these from these coaches is about the process, and so I asked Evero and Stukes in particular. Well, how do, you, how do you maintain fidelity that process and consistency if things don't go well? Mm-hmm. It's easy in Los Angeles, yep. and Von Miller talked about this. Yep. They're consistent in their approach from week to week. They don't overreact. He said in, in Denver, there was too much kind of pivoting and changing things to overreact to a loss. In Los Angeles, it's easy to be consistent because you have a head coach in his fifth year. He's never had a losing season on the job is Sean McVay. So when they have a three-game losing streak like they had in November when people were questioning, uh, oh, is, is Von Miller really going to help the Rams because he's got the ankle injury? What's wrong with the Rams? They were able to kind of keep focus because they had a track record of success. As John Fox might say, they had skins on the wall. Yep. How do you do that if, let's say you start, let's say you start 0-5. Yeah. All right? Um, oh boy. And I say 0-5 for this reason. Dom Capers knows what that's like. Mm. Because in Carolina, their expansion year, 95, they were 0-5. And, mm. and obviously different for an expansion than an established team, but they trusted the process. And they end up winning seven of their next eleven games. After that, they didn't panic. They they made a they they the only big change they made was putting in their first round quarterback Kerry Collins. But schematically, a lot of the things they base they they trusted what they were doing.
2: Maybe that's the situation the Broncos are in, yeah. where they have a rookie quarterback. Yeah. They are off to a slow start because of the way things are going. They don't re sign some of their defenders,
0: and that's but that's the key thing. Like that you have and and like and I understand your skepticism on the on an instructional designer and the role that he that he will have but if they tr- if they believe in their process and they trust it and they can and they can trust that okay just because it's not it's not getting the win-loss results in the moment doesn't mean it won't work if they have faith in that then I think it has a chance to work but you've got to have a resolve that frankly it would seem Vic Fangio and his and his assistants didn't have that, because that's they really were trying point. to change because they were kind of especially as you got into 2020 and 2021 they were trying to kind of pivot quickly. 2019 you actually got the sense that it was a little bit more process driven, right? Because they were 0 four. They did and and then they they made a couple personnel changes, but those first four games they kind of let things. let's feel it out let's see what we've got and then we'll start trying to do that and they got they they lost the plot a little bit and you maybe can say they lost the plot when pat Shermer walked in Mm. by the way no one's hired pat Shermer, have they
2: no no one's hired pat Shermer. it's pretty incredible what this uh staff this former staff is looking like out on the open market not many people getting picked up i know you have chris cooper who got picked up to be the vikings offensive line
0: coach he's fairly young
2: i don't think mike munchak has signed anywhere. Now, I have to imagine that's more so his choice, just like Vic Fangio (laughs) has had some opportunities, but he's chose not to, but still those guys are unemployed as it is right now. Now they're both getting paychecks from the Broncos, but it is pretty crazy Mace. Uh, And you have Tom McMahon and Ed Donatel uh, are, are have jobs. Of course, Ed Donatel out with the Vikings and Tom McMahon with the Raiders, but I mean, it's not like this coaching staff was really, uh, uh, was was really sought after.
0: Yeah. It's funny that Ed Donatel and Chris Cooper effectively got promoted. Mm-hmm. And he did. He Cooper's did. Cooper's young. With Donatel, based on what he'd done under Vic Fangio, I think it was a deserved promotion for him. Sure. To to go, but to be calling plays again, to be calling plays after working with Vic Fangio, right? But uh, it's 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 kind of it's interesting how many coaches from that staff are just kind of sitting out there. I imagine we may see a few more. Uh, picked up as uh, we get further into the cycle but yeah yesterday did you kind of glance over at that group Mm -hmm. of assistants because they where we were sitting the media was all in the middle section of the auditorium and then off to the left of us there were some scattered staff people and then off to the right were the coaching staff members yep and i looked just looked over and um We all know Dom Capers' face because he's been around so long and we recognize him and we know Zach Azani's face and then Christian Parker's over there as well. But aside from that, we're getting, we're getting to know a lot of new faces.
2: We are. We certainly are. And Mace, I yeah. want to get into this more by playing a little game of buy or sell with you. See if you're buying what these guys are putting down or if you're selling it. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're looking to buy stock in the Denver Broncos, do that over at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're looking to buy stock in the Denver Nuggets or any NBA team, do that over at DraftKings Sportsbook this week. And all you have to do is put $5 into a new account and then bet at least $1 on any NBA team to win this week, and when they win, if they win, you'll get $150 in free bets in your account. No better way to start off your account than with $150 of free bets to keep building that account. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this 150-to-1 odds offer from our friends over at DraftKings. Of course, they are an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. New customers. There's only restrictions supplies See DraftKings.com/slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem: call 1-800-522-4700. Minimum $5 deposit.
0: I also, want to tell you about, well, us, tell you about things here at the DNVR bar. Of course, it's popping with watch parties going on for Nuggets games, for Avs games. We're going to get into more. Rapids watch parties, of course, had a watch party for the first leg of their CONCACAF. Uh, Champions League uh, tie that they had had last week here. But that's the sort of thing we got going on here at the DMVR Bar. Watch parties where you're going to get the sound for your Colorado teams. So if you go to other bars you might see the games on the TV but you might have music, you might have something else. Here we're all about our team's Colorado, so come on down to DMVR bar, bar, check it out. If you're a member, you can get that big beer for the price of a small beer. You can go over to the merch area, get yourself some merchandise, and get a discount on it. And of course. You can have some of that great food here. If RK were here, he'd tell you about the chicken sandwich. I'll tell you about the the turkey club sandwich here, the club-level sandwich. Love that. So there's plenty of good stuff here at the DMVR Bar. Come on out and check it out. And if you're a member, get that discount. Get the big beer for a price of a small beer here at the DMVR Bar.
2: We're also a big fan of Colorado beers. Like you were saying, you can get the big beer for the price of a small beer here. And, of course, that beer is Breckenridge Brewery. Man, today it is definitely time for an Hot Peak IPA, maybe an app. Avalanche beer as well with that cold weather out. You want something that's going to pack a punch and those beers. Do it. And it's always season for Strawberry Sky. Uh, they have so many good beers. You can't go wrong. Mango Wheat, anyone? Yeah, I'll take one of those today as well. And if you want to get a beer, come down to the DNVR bar and get your Breckenridge beer. But if you can't make it to the bar, go to the Breckenridge Brewery's website and look at their Breck beer locator in the top right-hand corner of the screen. And that will help you find... Where Breckenridge Brews are, even if you're not in Denver, even if you're not in Colorado, make sure to get your hands on some because they are the official beer of DNVR. All right, Mace, let's play B-b-b-b-bu Buy or Sell like from the, yesterday's like the press conference. You've got on there, what a great, yeah, I got some stonk glasses going on in this graphic. What a great graphic from Kaelin. If you're listening to this, why don't you tune in live when we do this over on YouTube so that you can check out all the graphics <laughs> that we have right now. and also Also, I got to tell Kale to uh, to maybe show his outfit on this pod because he uh, has an epic. He does sweatshirt. He was given uh, a shout out earlier for all the work he does, but look at this hat he's got going and the sweatshirt. Come on, that is awesome. You 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 missed
0: our pre-show discussion of old-school Broncos sweatshirts. Now, Kale told me that is an actual vintage. That is a 1990s mm, sweatshirt that has survived to this day. Of course, you've got companies like Mitchell & Nest that make like the throwback yep, stuff. Yep. And I was telling him about one that I have that I've had for a few years. And you know how they used to have that design for sweatshirts that players would wear when they are in practice? It had the vertical arching of the city name, the team yep. name, Denver Broncos, yep. and it's got the Dean logo on the sleeve. I love it. Oh, man. it's And it is probably my most comfortable sweatshirt.
2: What's funny is I actually probably have that exact same sweatshirt, but it's not the actual throwback. It's a Mitchell and Ness one. Yeah, so I I have, that's the thing. thing. I have the Mitchell and Ness one. That's what you have too. That's what I have,
0: yeah. And I I wish they would bring back that design for more teams because like, I want to, I'm like, they need to bring that back. I want to buy that and have it. I want to buy a bucks version of it. Right. I was so gonna so say maybe tough.
2: we can do that here, but I, I don't think we're gonna do a bucks version here.
0: Probably. I know you're not. <laughs> but I, I, I want it with the with the old bucko Bruce yeah, on the sleeve. Yeah, that and that all would that. be really
2: cool. That'd be really yeah. cool. And so, May. Speaking of buying things, yes, I'm gonna ask <laughs> you a couple of things that were said yesterday in the press conference, and I want to let you. I want you to tell me if you're buying it or not. And the first one, you can't do buy or sell this off season without talking about. Drew Locke, and there was only one question about Drew Locke, and there was only, I believe it was a two-sentence answer, three-sentence answer from Justin Outen, of course, the offensive coordinator. When asked about Drew Locke, here's what he said. As far as Drew, he's got a powerful arm. He's done a really good job as far as using his legs and being an athlete. As far as that, I want to see how he fits in this system a little bit more once he gets the playbook under him, and then we'll go from there. So my question to you, Mace, is are you buying that this quote means something and that he believes in drew or are you selling it just as what the hell else is he supposed to say?
0: So yeah,
2: that was pretty quick.
0: Yeah. And I think part, part of it was the, the things that he praised were the raw tools that would have been praised coming into the process three years ago. The, you know, powerful arm, not accurate arm, powerful arm using his legs, being an athlete. Well, you you know, he he's always uh, been an above average athlete. I mean, it goes back to him having a basketball background, and of course, using the legs. He probably watched the three games of film, and from the end of the season, two running touchdowns against the Chiefs. There you go, Us, using his using his legs. I but this was with and I and I think and I'm not I'm not disputing the sincerity of it, but. Yeah you're not going to say something bad about the quarterback quarterback, or anybody at this stage. And they're in their evaluation right now. I I think it was just, it was been it was it was banal basically.
2: Well, and I'm really happy that that I got to ask you this because Ryan pretty much asked me this exact same question last week in terms of when Clint Kubiak said something very similar, and I said, "Oh, I'm 100 percent selling it." So I'm also yeah. selling this as well. What else is he supposed to say? He's not going to go up uh, and, and trash the guy. But Mace, what you also have to say is what, why 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 isn't he buying or why aren't we buying this right now that that they're bought into him? Because this is something that you could have said about him three years ago when he was coming out of the draft, everyone mm-hmm. knew he had a powerful arm uh, and and that he was enough of an athlete to be a good enough athlete in the NFL. So uh, I, I'm not going to uh, to buy that the Broncos are sold on Drew Locke by this comment at all.
0: I mean, do you really think that they all came here and that uh, Drew Locke would be their first or even their second option? Um, to be their quarterback?
2: No, and the reason is, is because when George Payton introduced and was talking about Nathaniel Hackettire a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about bringing in outside quarterback. Right. So it's it's yeah. not just these coaches. It's uh, yeah. I again. So I, I'm right there with you. And, but it was something that was going around last night. Some people saying, "Oh my gosh, they they really like Drew. They're they're sold on him." And some people saying, "Come on, they, 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 these are just the physical tools he's talking and about." And the reason
0: why you would say something like this. You're not here you don't want to be negative. And the reason is what if your plans a b c don't work out. Right. Okay? I mean, you right. don't you don't get Aaron Rodgers. Right. Maybe you decide, okay, uh we don't really want to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or Garoppolo, pardon me. We don't want to trade for Carson Wentz.
2: Right. And in the draft the only guy you like is Sam Howell and he goes two picks before something right. like that. Right. Uh,
0: so it the, there's literally no benefit to coming out and giving a pointed critique. So you focus on what the positive attributes are. Right. And it, but again, the positive attributes that you can say about Drew Locke, you could have said the day he was drafted. Right, exactly. There, and, and that, I think some of that is on the stuff around Drew Locke, but a fair amount of it is on him not developing as people hoped he would
2: yep yep and and the chat is popping off and of I course want, it is and i want you guys to let me know if you're buying or selling these as well and of course give us a thumbs up while you're there subscribe we really appreciate the support it really helps us and it makes our community grow so thank you guys so much all right mace we're on the same page there yeah my next one dwayne Stukes had this quote yesterday we want to win a championship. We have the talent to do so. We have the coaches to do so, and we have the leadership to do so. Now, we can't just talk about it, but we've got to put it in practice. We've got to do it, and I'm excited to get working. Do you buy that the Broncos have the coaches and the talent to win a championship right now?
0: Well, we got to see what they do. I mean, I I like the confidence. Okay. But okay. um it's not
2: a buy or sell. I, if you're not buying or selling, I'm well, no, just standing I, in the aisle. Is that no, what you doing? No, kind of, but I, okay. I I just
0: want to say that I, I I like the confidence, but if they don't get a massive upgrade at quarterback, this isn't a team that's uh that's that's championship contender. Of course, they want to win a championship. Every you know, everyone wants to win, right? <laughs> right, right. And again, they want to set a positive frame of mind mm-hmm. this is this is messaging here mm-hmm. right yep yep he and I, and i again i like the energy yep but i'm also i have to i have to say sell on this one because yeah. we are talking about needing a quarterback to be in that mix where you're a legitimate contender and because of that the roster as currently constructed it's got a low ceiling.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is absolutely a sell for me. Like you said, I like the optimism. Mm-hmm. This was not a question that was posed to him, by the way, so it's not like, oh, what what what's he supposed to say? So he didn't have to say this, but he did go out of his way to say this in his opening statement. Uh, but no, I'm I'm selling this. Like you said, you start with the quarterback position, but then let's take a step back from the quarterback position, Mace. Zero pro bowlers. First right. time in four decades. That has happened. Broncos didn't have a pro boy. They had one all pro in Justin Simmons. Uh, this roster isn't there. But, uh, of course, that that's their goal mm. is to try to get it there. In terms of the coaching staff to win a championship, we have no idea. Uh, two of the coordinators right. just came off winning a Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm not here to, to say that the coaching staff doesn't have it. But uh, I like the confidence. But that one had a lot of people scratching their heads. All right, next one, collaboration. We've touched on it a little bit. Will this be? Do you buy that this is going to be an entire team effort, like everyone preached yesterday? Or do you think when things get hard, it will crack and become the individuals at the top leading this organization, like we saw the past couple of years?
0: I think this is legit. Mm, But buying it, I'm buying. I'm buying it. But again, this is where they're going to have to have a deep trust in their process. Yeah and that i we don't know i'm i'm not going to sit here and, and i think it's unwise to sit here and say that we know that if they're 0 and 5 that they're going to stay that they're going to stay the course if they do they stay the course and ends up working out you know what you got something special i yeah. mean uh, old, really old school people watching and listening may harken back to when joe gibbs took over washington in 1981 and they started 0-5. And they finished that season 8-8, and and next year they won the Super Bowl. Mm. But they, they had, some would have said even then, an insane level of trust in what they were doing. Joe Gibbs had come over from the San Diego Chargers, Air Coriel, we know what kind of dynamic offense that, that was and how it lingers to this day. It was a staff of people that believed ver- that they had they had successful track records uh, from various spots. They believed strongly in what they were doing. They believed in their process. And if this if Nathaniel Hackett comes in and has that Joe Gibbs like belief in the process, the whole staff is going to have that belief too.
2: Right. And and you're right. That does start up top. And I'm buying this as well, especially with how inexperienced it is. I think these young coordinators and very inexperienced coordinators want to rely on some of the veteran coaches they have. But mm-hmm. also, it's a very young staff, and for a reason. They want to get these new, fresh ideas. And when you say the process, one of the things that Von Miller pointed to about what was different between Denver and what was different with the Rams was the Broncos wavered in, the, in their process while the Rams didn't. And one of the things he pointed to was when we lose – the, we're not changing anything we do. We're, mm-hmm. Our meetings are still an hour and a half. Our practices are still two hours. But with the Broncos, we would you know, be grinding earlier. We'd be told to get there earlier. Our meetings would be three hours now. We'd be on the practice field 45 minutes longer. And so those are the things. Literally, when you talk about process, it's simple things like that that was flipping left and right with the Broncos and, and throwing everyone off their routine. Whereas with the Rams... They lost three straight, and Sean McVay, he stayed the course. He was calm and cool. Now, it I think it's easy to say that right now, especially when you just got a promotion, you're taking a new job, you're in a new place, you're coming off a Super Bowl like two of the coordinators were. It's going to be interesting to see if it stays this way, like you said, when they're 0-5. Yeah, and, if, I th- if, if, and, if. and the
0: thing is the Rams never really had that test under Sean McVay because they've never right. had a losing season with Sean McVay. I think if you're looking for an example of, how, of the process – and really sticking with it and sticking to your guns, you take a look at Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Two wins right. in year one, yep. four wins in year two. Yep, that's a really good point. Two, but the, the key is, if you've got a process, there have to be tangible signs it's going in the right direction. The tangible sign, of course, was drafting Joe Burrow and seeing him flourish. Yep. And then, even after he got hurt in 2020, down the stretch, there was this, the sign they got was upsetting Pittsburgh with Brandon Allen at quarterback on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. That was a, you have to have indicators along the way that tell you you're headed in the right direction. Otherwise, you will people will. By basis of human nature, will lose faith in the process.
2: Yeah, and I think Jose has a has a great point <laughs> here in the comment section. Uh, he says after three years of quote, we know everything. We just have to work and coach better. And that's a great point. We heard that from Vic Fangio and mm-hmm. the coaching staff. Uh, pretty much, we know everything. We just have to coach it better and we have to play better. And this, I think, this new coaching staff is going to take the approach of uh, we don't know everything.
0: And that actually came up because Nathaniel Hackett talked about one of the things that he liked and was looking for in his coaches was humility. As Hackett said, quote, we wanted guys with humility because coaches will tell you they know everything, but we don't. You're always growing as a coach. We watch tape over and over. We spend so much time and I think every coach has to have that mindset of being able to grow change and have a new way of thinking, unquote. And so I think another reason why you're looking at a fairly young staff is this, the cliche... It can sometimes you can't teach an old dog new tricks mm-hmm. when well, i got some new dogs in here
2: yes you do yeah they can learn the new do. tricks absolutely it's a great point all right mace i got two more for you but first i gotta tell you about our friends over at Lightshade dispensary if you use the code dnvr you'll get 25 off whether you're shopping online or whether you're in one of their 10 soon to be 11 stores that 11 store opening in just over a week so make sure to stay tuned with our friends over at Lightshade dispensary they they also have Ripple, which is a fast acting dissolvable, and it's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy, and it absorbs within 10 minutes. So you get a consistent hit every single time that you take one. So make sure to check out Ripple, and whether you're a casual or a connoisseur consumer, they'll have it all over at Lightshade Dispensary. And again, use that code DNVR to get 25% off your entire purchase, and you'll get it every single time over at Lightshade Dispensary, any of their 10 locations, or online.
0: You also check out Ranch Rider Spirits over at RanchRidersPirits.com. Launched in 2019, born from a food truck down in Austin, Texas. Ranch Rider is a premium spirit-based seltzer brand. They were the first to put Ranch Water, which is an iconic Texan beverage, into a can. And Ranch Rider uses premium spirits like Reposado tequila or six-times distilled vodka, Mm. sparkling water, and fresh-squeezed citrus. That's it. They don't use any added sugars, no artificial preservative, preservatives, no fluff in there. You you know what you're getting from a Ranch Rider drink. They've got, for example, uh, the Ranch Water, which is Reposado tequila, sparkling water, and real lime. Then they've got their version of the Moscow Mule. They call it the Buck. Vodka, sparkling water, real ginger, real lime, and it's really refreshing, I can tell you that. Really good. I'm a mule connoisseur, Mm -hmm. and the Ranch Rider version of the mule, the buck, that will satisfy. So how do you get these Ranch Rider drinks? well go to ranchriderspirits.com to find a location near you they've established themselves as one of the fastest selling alcohol brands in the country so check out their finder at ranchriderspirits.com and see where you can get the ranch water the buck their version of the mule the chilton which is vodka sparkling water sea salt and real lemon or tequila paloma which is reposado tequila sparkling water sea salt Real grapefruit, lime, and orange. I mean, what you see is what you get. No preservatives, no added sugar. You can pronounce the ingredients, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's usually the sign of a great and refreshing drink. So check that, all that out at RanchRiderSpirits.com.
2: Absolutely. All right, two more or sells before we hop into the comment section, Mace. First one. The offense will change on a weekly basis. This is something that Justin Alton <laughs> said yesterday. He said that it's so key to adjust to how you're to, to the defense you're playing and change your offense. And he said every week is a Super Bowl in terms of this mentality of approaching it to change your offense, to play that defense. This is something that's idealized. People think that it's it's what to do. I think it's what every team should do. Yet, like two teams do it. Every single season, when they actually change who they are to go up at the, against their opponent, do you buy that the Broncos are going to do this?
0: I buy that they want to do it. Mm. Uh, X, ex- everyone wants to do that. Everyone wants to be a diverse offense that can simply react to the defense's weak points and, and attack there. But then we all. But then if you do that and you struggle, it's like, well, what's your identity? Right. I right. Mean, right. What's your right. bread? What's your bread and butter? So. I'm a, I'm a little lukewarm on this. If you build a good offense, an effective offense, a balanced offense, then you're going to be able to do this naturally from week to week.
2: Right. And and it's it's if you're Bill Belichick and you have Tom Brady and a good running game as well, you can go out and throw 50 times when you're going against a, a bad pass defense and then the next week you can come and run 50 times because you know it's going to work and you know that if it doesn't if the run game doesn't work you can just rely on Tom Brady. It's harder if you don't have those. So what I will say is I'm going to buy that this Broncos team caters to their strengths on a year in, year out basis because we've seen that with Nathaniel Hackett before. When when he has a good quarterback, he lets his quarterback ride. Mm-hmm. He did pretty darn good with Aaron Rodgers. When he has a good running game, like he had in 2013 with the Bills and like he had in 2017 with the Jaguars, he let the running game mm-hmm. dominate. Uh, and so I believe on a year-in-to-year-out basis they're going to do this. On a week-in and week-out, mm-hmm. so many teams don't do it. So I'm not going to buy right now, but I hope I'm buying by the end of the season.
0: One thing I do want to see, and this go this can go hand-in-hand hand with this, I do want to see them develop bread and butter stuff that, when things aren't working, that they can rely on this and they and they know it's going to work. And it's you know it can you know you you can do out it can be a specific plays and outside zone run, it can be the play fake boot action in the pass game, or it can be a, it can be a screen pass. I mean, remember when uh, the bubble screen was the bread and butter mm-hmm. back when Peyton Manning was yep. here. Find some bread and butter things that when nothing else is working on offense, you know that you can stop the negative momentum, stop the slide by going to something that you know is going to work. And then if it doesn't work, then you're screwed. But generally speaking, that's going to be enough to get you back on track and keep things from getting any worse.
2: Kenny in the comment section, smashing and bye. Bye, 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 bye. I love to see it. Yeah. And Mace, the last one. I'm going to yeah. see if you're smashing the bye on this <laughs> one. Evero. Got the call to become the Broncos defensive coordinator the day after the Super Bowl.
0: The media literally laughed at this. <laughs> As I he mean, gave I, a I'm huge not just quink call, to it. I'm not just calling sell. I'm calling <laughs> uh,
2: Yes, and uh, you're 100% right. It, it was a pretty fun moment yesterday. Yes. Uh, he was asked when he got the call, when he knew he was going to become the Broncos offense or defensive coordinator. And of course, Broncos couldn't officially hire him until after the Super Bowl. It was widely reported we knew he was going to become their defensive coordinator before the Super Bowl. So his answer was, "I got the call the day after we won the Super Bowl." And then he gave a mass wink to the media it was pretty fun
0: I would actually guess this Nathaniel Hackett and Ishiro Evero have been thinking about working together for over a decade Mm -hmm. because of how far they go back to UC Davis I think the and of course working together even on the Tampa Bay staff in the 2000s I think this is something they have been thinking about since they were since they were younger and in their their early to mid 20s yep And here's the big chance.
2: And and I think you're 100% right. I think if uh, if Evero Mm -hmm. would have become a head coach, Nathaniel Hackett would have become his offensive coordinator and vice versa. And the Broncos did interview at least one other defensive coordinator candidate after it was already reported that they were going to hire Evero. So, I mean, it was very clear that this this mm-hmm. wasn't just the the, the, the plan a mm-hmm. month ago when they hired Nathaniel Heike. This has been the plan for a decade.
0: And every coach when they're interviewing for a job is going to say, okay, this is what I want my staff to ideally looked like, and here's, yeah. here are potential coordinators and – uh you know, it's, it's it's interesting to see how much the Rams staff has been picked over. Yeah, and that's that's what
2: happens with uh yeah. not only coaching staffs but also rosters when you win a Super Bowl. Uh-huh.
0: And uh, you have moving on to bigger and and better things. Uh, they just got their offensive new offensive coordinator coming in from Kentucky mm. out with the Rams. I mean, the the but what is but what is really fascinating now is if the Rams keep winning and that Sean McVay special sauce uh, continues to kind of work its magic on anybody who comes out there. They're gonna. It's it's gonna be something perpetual. Yep. If Mc If McVeigh stays on the job right. long term, that's the key thing. I mean, I think he's coming back for this year. He's gonna run it back. But I feel a lot better about my prediction that I made to you guys that Sean McVeigh is not going to be a coaching lifer.
2: Yeah, you were on top of that. It does seem yeah. like it's going that way. It seems Heck, like it's more of a matter of years, mm-hmm. not decades.
0: And can you blame him? No, absolutely
2: not. Heck, if he's 36 and is is able to retire, do this for a year or two more and then just call it quits.
0: If he gets another Super Bowl, yeah. Then I mean, what and and, he, and having the one is all he's already kind of in that John Madden type of conversation, right? Yeah, crazy Where enough. Where he's accomplishing a hell of a lot at a relatively young age. Mm-hmm. And the other thing we do learn is that burnout in coaching, especially as a head coach, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's very real. Mm-hmm. And the note, and and I think you can kind of see for Sean McVay, this that there's going to come a point where he says, it's time, "I want to stay around football, but I want to have my life." Right. Yep. And he's it getting seems married. Like Maybe coming soon. Right. He's getting married later this year. He's he's talked openly about like how much he wants to have a family and how he wants to be an active an active father yep. in, in his in in the life of, of his kid or children however many they have. So uh, I'd say the Rams enjoy Sean McVay while you can. Oh yeah, I, because I don't think he's going to have a Belichick like run, and that's okay. Belichick is just wired different. <laughs> he certainly. I, think, Sha- certainly I is. think Sean McVay is is more human than Bill Belichick is.
2: I mean, yeah, wanting to be around your family and have a family, that uh, that certainly seems like it. And Mm -hmm. now let's hop into the comment section and talk to the people. (laughs) Kale, do we have any super chats here? We don't. All right, let's hop into the comment section on the website and first one is coming in from Bronco. He says, (laughs) my goodness, is Aaron Rodgers annoying? (laughs) I get that we're not entitled to a decision at any particular time, but his behavior just comes across as a bit self-absorbed and exhibitionist and those are not at all traits I want in the leader of my team. There's another big name quarterback on the market who also wants out of his situation who isn't engaging in this attention-seeking media circus. Aaron Rodgers a football player is exceptional we know that Aaron Rodgers the dude is less endearing and with a one in four NFC championship record with nine touchdowns and eight interceptions it makes me wonder if Aaron Rodgers is maybe part of the problem in Green Bay's inability to get over the hump If I were George Payton, I'd be giving Russell Wilson a longer look than I'd be giving Aaron, but that's me. Well, I agree with you. I think Mace agrees with you there. And I got to say, I knew the 1-4 NFC championship record. I mean, I've been preaching that for years. I didn't realize nine touchdowns and eight interceptions in those five games.
0: He hasn't played well. There's no doubt. But that being said, the reason why Green Bay is at least at the hump and Knocking on the door year after year is Aaron Rodgers. Sure, yes. They're not coming. They're not coming close without him.
2: Yes, that that mm-hmm. that's very true. But man, we thought it was going to happen yesterday, Mays. We mm-hmm. thought we were going to have some clarity. We thought we were going to have closure. We thought that was going to be the news of the day. And instead. It was nothing. I mean, he's talking about some uh, some ghee. Is that how you pronounce it? That that that, ghee, that, that you eat. Ca-
0: um, ghee talking about uh, enemas. Yep, talking like about the, the his girlfriend, fiance,
2: still who's Shailene Woodley. It seems like they're very much still together. Sounded
0: like you could hear her voice there at the end it of the did, appearance. It did. It um, did. Yeah. Now here, let me ask you this. Yeah, let's say he is back together. Let's say. Everything with Aaron Rodgers and Shaylene Woodley is back on the level and they're back together. Does that increase the chances of him coming here or does it increase the chances of him retiring? Because mm-hmm. I think it's the latter.
2: You know what, Mace? We're going to talk about quarterbacks specifically, Aaron Rodgers, tomorrow. Oh, we're, so, oh, so we'll,
0: we'll, we'll really we're warning dive people in. if you don't want Aaron Rodgers talk, we're not <laughs> don't listen
2: tomorrow. We're gonna we're, no, it's gonna be more than just Aaron Rodgers okay. because a, a, okay. a, a, a decent amount of things have happened in the quarterback situation. All right, all right. Uh, but Euler, yes, I was very annoyed as well that we did not get an answer yesterday. We're not entitled to it, but come on. He knew what he was doing with that Instagram post. He knew what he was doing having Pat McAfee set up a big show. And you know what? They did numbers. Congratulations to them.
0: It's like Christmas, okay? You assume you're finally getting the gift, right? Yep. Yep. And then no, 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 we're going to we're going to wait until the Epiphany.
2: Yeah, I was going to say the this. the worst thing about it is it's not like they it's not like the parents said, "We're going to instead of opening your gift on Christmas Eve, we're going to make you open it on Christmas Day." And you're like, "Ah, shoot. But okay, I can wait 12 hours." No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers is saying I'm just gonna let you wait out there, and maybe, maybe, maybe tomorrow's gonna be a day, maybe not.
0: And on top of it, it's not—you don't know that it's what you want. Oh, it's absolutely. Not like, like you see, like uh, I'm gonna go old school here. When I was six years old, we, I, kn- we had actually used our Atari twenty-six hundred so much that we had to get a new one. Wow, okay. impressive.
2: I, yes, quite a gamer.
0: Yeah. So I knew what the box was shaped like, and I knew <laughs> under the tree sitting there that's what it was and so it just was kind of counting the days and i was ecstatic imagine if i had opened that box a few days later and it was actually a box of tube socks and underwear
2: oh that would have been stinky probably right yeah. and that's
0: look that's what it could be with aaron Rodgers, it could right
2: Could be very well. Could from be. from the broncos perspective yeah yep. so so Find out what we're getting. Maybe we'll know tomorrow, and we'll be talking about it. Massive Trump comes in and says, "Been meaning to ask you boys if and when DNVR will have a dedicated UFC channel." I'm no journalist, but I'll gladly wax poetic about my crush on Francis Engagnew uh, mm. for an hour a day, free of charge. Well, we uh, we may do that at some point. I'm not sure what the uh, what management is thinking about that.
0: Well, the the ever expanding All City Empire. Exactly. I would imagine that there is. Uh, there's there's probably room for something uh, on UFC and MMA, I'm just- I, but and we would have experts on that. I'm here to tell you sorry. I have I have known I, I have never seen that name before in my life.
2: And I definitely just <laughs> mispronounced it, so I am sorry about that. And uh and Chubb, I'm curious if you're gonna keep your name when you come work for us and are talking about UFC or if you'll change it from uh, your username <laughs> right now. Mile High till I die says after listening to Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, I think there's a good chance he's retiring. They covered a lot of ground in the interview, but the most poignant theme was of was of retirement and being at peace with walking away. I think it's a sixty percent chance he retires 30 30 chance he returns to Green bay and a 10 percent chance he comes to denver george payton should be calling seattle and offering three first round picks to get russ in the building mace and two of the three comments so far we're saying uh, adios to Rodgers and hello to russell wilson
0: hey i'd rather have russ too Younger, yes, more yep. more left in the tank presumably. Yeah, less think, less, drama, less drama. Although
2: Russ still comes with drama, but not certainly as much.
0: Yeah, it's it it, it There's a it's, there's a little more clarity there. The only thing is, does Russ want to leave or are They or have they patched things up in Seattle?
2: It is weird that not hearing about Russ is like, oh, well, everything's good there in Seattle. Just because we've heard so much about Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray, that it doesn't... It, I have to remind myself that it doesn't have to get to that point for a guy to one out. And so I keep reminding mm-hmm. myself, oh, Russ is still, is still potentially in the equation, even though he hasn't been in the news every single day.
0: I imagine that's something we're going to learn a little bit more about when we're in Indianapolis next week.
2: Yes, I think you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Melbourne Bronco says, hi, guys. Looking ahead, if Denver runs with Drew Locke, who do you see having the first five picks in next year's draft surely a few teams uh, improve and a few fall away i still think drew puts us around the 8 9 10 spot too much talent on this roster to not get six plus wins cheers
0: Ooh, houston will be in the top five
2: yep houston i don't think jacksonville will be no i do think trevor lawrence takes a jump
0: i think they'll be better i think they'll be much better i would not in fact i would say probably in in terms of raw win total I think they end up as the most improved team in football. I
2: love that. Keep saying that, Mace Ryan and I made a f- uh, pizza bet last week. I win a pizza if Jacksonville makes the playoffs, okay. and he wins a pizza if they finish in with a top five pick in the draft, and then anywhere in between, probably a push. It's probably going to be a push. But who who do you whose side do you like more?
0: Yours. Yes, let's go, baby. When 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 Lawrence makes the leap, I think it's right. it's going to. Again, not exactly like Peyton Manning, but I think it's going to be very—it's going to be very sudden. It's going to—it's going to all come together yeah. pretty quickly for him. Getting Urban Meyer out of that building, I think, uh, breath of fresh air. And Big I night. don't like putting too much on performances at the end of the season, but playing a team in the Colts that had everything on the line and just thoroughly kicking their butt. Yeah. In in that season finale and frankly and and, La- and and the other thing with Trevor Lawrence is every ga- every game there was something where you said like it when it happens it's he's going to be right. big. like there were big time throws remember the remember the touchdown that he had on the first possession yep uh, against the Broncos yep. week 2 that was a that was a big time throwing catch
2: it was it was easy yeah. he just moved down the field yeah
0: and i think with a more stable environment that you're going to see down there I think they're. I think they're going to make a pretty, a, a pretty quick rise. Yep, I agree.
2: Uh, so really quick, I'm going to go through some bad teams last year. You yeah. tell me if they're going to be a top five team, and I'll Perfect. stop when we get to five. Perfect. Uh, Jacksonville. No. Detroit. <sighs> wow. Okay. You're thinking about here's this. the thing
0: though, if Denver has Drew Lock in this scenario, mm-hmm. that means Denver doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers right. is either a packer or he retires. Yep. And I think I'd probably say retirement. Um Detroit will not have a top five. Pick. Okay. I they love it. They were heading it. in the right direction at the end of the year.
2: I love it. The Jets. Yes. Yes. One. Giants.
0: No. No, I think, love Day- it. I think Dayball is gonna improve them enough. You already and said And I love I love the Giants stat. Like Dayball put together a phenomenal coaching staff.
2: Okay, love that. Uh Texans, you already said yes. Yes. Uh Panthers.
0: Yeah, there's just so much chaos there right now.
2: There is Bears. No. Washington Commanders. No. Seattle Seahawks.
0: You know what? Seattle will if they trade Russell Wilson.
2: I agree. Yep. And do you think they trade him?
0: I think if they trade him, they trade him to Washington. That's the interesting
2: thing. Oh, that is interesting. Okay, so that's so why they're kind of We'll, con- we'll, we'll kind of put on the side. Uh, two more teams, Atlanta Falcons.
0: No, because that division is going to be so shaky that – I think they'll they'll find a way to get seven or eight wins.
2: So when we go through every team that had a worse record than the Broncos, you've got 3 of them in the top 5. Broncos, I mean, it's not the craziest thing to say if they don't upgrade quarterback, if they let a a, a lot of their talent that they have mm-hmm. as a free agent walk right now, who who's to say?
0: You're missing New Orleans right now, though. Okay. Like New, or- New Orleans is in sure. Bad cap is in a bad cap situation. We'll see what Dennis Allen learned from his last coaching job, but that's a team. Even though it's a bet, it's going to be a bad division, especially if Tom Brady's not with Tom Brady not back in Tampa Bay. I think they're I think they could be the worst of a real, one of the worst of a really bad lot. You could see two NFC South teams in the top five, mm. and both of them will be thinking quarterback. The one Man, thing that could NFC change South it for Carolina. The one thing that could change it for Carolina. We do. We do know that David Tepper is sniffing around every quarterback possibility. <laughs> yes, he like, is. There's boy, a report that they, they have called Minnesota about, yeah. uh, about Kirk Cousins. So I'm sure there's going to be a phone call placed to Jim Ursay in Indianapolis. I'm sure that even though it hasn't gotten anywhere, yeah. there's been some kind of back channel call regarding Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure there's been a call about, about Russell Wilson. Man. David David Tepper is a desperate, desperate man for quarterback. By the way, did you notice that there are five coaches who are not speaking at a press conference at the Combine. Four of them are John Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Mike Shan- uh, or, or, or Kyle Shanahan. Kyle's I'm sorry. not, huh? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan is not. So Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Kyle Shanahan, John Harbaugh. The fifth is Matt Rule. What has Matt <laughs> Rule done <laughs> to get out of speaking at the combine. That's a
2: great question. Three of those
0: coaches have Super Bowl rings. Kyle Shanahan's been to two conference championships and a Super Bowl in the last three seasons. What has Matt Rule done to get it to, to get out from that responsibility?
2: Man, he was the hot name a couple years ago. And since then, he's he's done nothing. Man, could I see Carson Wentz ending up in Carolina? That just seems like Sam Darnold 2.0. They're
0: just, I mean, yikes. They pet look. They would have been better off in terms of franchise investment, cap cost, everything. They would have been better off staying with Bridgewater.
2: Yep. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely they would have. Absolutely. I said it. And here we go. We got a super chat coming in hey, to wrap nice. us up. Let's hit it right now. Coming in from our guy, Jacob. He says, trade for Garoppolo. Draft strong in the second and take Skylar Thompson in the seventh. Uh Jacob, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree. I want the Broncos to go all in on their next quarterback. That's been their issue is not going all in. If you trade for Jimmy, as much as I hate to say it, go all in on him. And drafting a quarterback in the second is not going all in. If you want Carson Strong, draft him in the first because he's your guy. You love him so much. Don't do what you did with Drew Locke. With Drew Locke, you passed up on him, what, three different times before finally taking him? That showed that you didn't actually like him that much, yet you made him your plan of the future. If you want to take a flyer on a guy in day three, that's fine because you're not going to build around him and make him your plan. And if he happens to work out, I love it. But uh, I can't get behind just more – dipping our toes in the water on quarterbacks.
0: I don't, if they draft a second rounder, I, I don't want them to treat him like a first rounder. Mm. The flaw in the Broncos thinking yeah. was treating Drew Locke like a first rounder. It's a good point. And instead in 2020, what should have been done because we know internally, they love Justin Herbert. Mm. The, it shouldn't have been, well, let's not, it shouldn't have been, well, let's see where Drew goes. It should have been, and you should do this with any young quarterback until they are the guy. Yep. You should be evaluating where that quarterback is compared to what the potential trajectories you believe the quarterbacks in that class and the next class and so on are going to be. So it should the discussion should have been if we bring in Justin Herbert who is the better? Who's the better prospect, Locke or Herbert? And if they believed Herbert was the better quarterback, then they should have moved heaven and earth to move up in the draft and get Justin Herbert. You always, until you know you've got the long-term guy, you are always thinking that way. All you know, in um, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, always be closing, right? Mm-hmm. Always be chasing QBs. Until you have the guy, always be chasing.
2: And that's why we say you got to save your first round picks. You can't trade your first round picks until you have a mm-hmm. quarterback. The Broncos are not in a position to trade any first round pick for a non quarterback until they land that guy. And Mace, that same discussion needs to be had this year. How do they view about Brett? Or how do they view Bryce Young and mm-hmm. Stroud compared to the guys this year? And is it worth it to just hold out this year? I definitely think that's something that they should be considering. And man, we're gonna jump into a and lot. We, and
0: don't forget, not only those guys, but others. How do you feel about Jake Hayner? Right. Who's going to get a year with Jeff Tedford? And we know what Tedford did for Aaron Rodgers back at Cal. How do you feel about Hendon Hooker over at Tennessee? All just and you start going down yep. the list and start eva- evaluating those uh, all of those guys.
2: Yep absolutely that's what you have to do and that's something we're going to do tomorrow is evaluate all of these quarterbacks with the new information that's coming out i've really enjoyed this conversation thanks so much for playing buy or sell with us everyone tuning in live we'll be back tomorrow please hit us with a thumbs up subscribe turn on alerts before you get out of here for andrew mason i'm zach stevens we'll talk to you tomorrow on what's sure to be another fun podcast thanks so much for tuning in have a wonderful wednesday
1: Take